Biden fiddles while the world burns, but Lee Smith is here to analyze it all. And I'm not even sure that Biden would even know how to fiddle. Welcome to all of you on Rumble. Congratulations to Rumble. Uh, this week, they had uh, an amazing week signing Barstool Sports. And also, uh, uh, Dan Bongino, I noticed, had almost 130,000 concurrent viewers. So congratulations to them, our great partners, as we fight these comms wars and try to stick up for the American people so that they have their voice, they have their freedom, they have access to the internet, and nobody better than at Lee Smith to talk about it. Lee, welcome back. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, uh, as always. Well, I noticed you're sipping on your coffee. You know, Lee That's asked me if, I, if he could sip on if he could sip on coffee while he was doing the show. I don't know if stay awake uh, or not during my uh, during my monologue. There, it wasn't very long. Lee. It was just short short monologue no, to no, open the show. No, but, it's just a, it's just um, a delicious cup of coffee, and I wanted a you know post lunch coffee. That's it. And well, and thank you to all of you who watched last week because I was mentioning to Lee before the show began that. Aaron Lewis, I think he, I think he sucked down like four or five cigarettes. So it, there's always something new here on the Devin Nunes podcast. Unplugged. Um, have you had? I think when have I was you in had, Congress, I would not have allowed that. Uh, but anyway, he was. Uh, what about wine drinking? Cigarettes. What about wine? What about a wine tasting with Devin Nunes? By the way, I've had a couple of your bottles of your new wine, and I have to say, I had the, I had the. Um, the Bordeaux style, um, and I had one of the Portuguese, uh, one of the Portuguese style. Like, wow, those were fantastic! What a holiday season it was here in the Smith household on um, on the outskirts of Charleston, South well, Carolina. It's delicious. You know, we we take care of our yeah. guests on this show. I like to yeah. so every anybody who came on the show, um, I just as a thank you gift sent them a, sent them a little Christmas gift. But it's great stuff, but Lee, you don't. But that, and that's on top of your of your pay when you come on yes. the show. I mean, you get paid yeah. so much. Yes, right. That's on right. That's on top of the huge, the huge, the huge uh, signing bonus. To appear as a guest. You got yeah. the, the 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 signing bonus of zero to go along yeah. with your pay of zero. Oh, yeah. um, plus, yeah. you got. I bought you a got, boat. You, you got a couple. I bought bottles a of boat wine. with that big signing bonus. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, great. Well, look. Let's. Um, First of all, there's a lot of uh, talk this week. We've talked about a little bit about Dan Bongino. He got into mm. it with Elon Musk, uh, yeah. going, you know, talking about comms wars. Elon Musk has come after, uh, you know, went after Twitter, which President Trump, myself, here at True Social, I think everybody over at Rumble, mm -hmm. everybody agreed agreed on that. But there's been a little bit of uh, miscommunication there in terms of people getting paid and to post onto uh, onto uh, Twitter. And Bongino, I think, had a little beef with that, uh, but more so than it also rolls in electric vehicles, yeah. which I think is very uh, interesting. Uh, Tesla stock has uh, dropped this week, um, but, uh, you know, we we're trying to follow all this stuff closely. But first, let's get your get your thoughts on this. I mean, how much money are you are yeah. you making more money on Twitter than you are when you come on my podcast? I'm I, I uh, it's about the same. I make nothing on Twitter. I don't have I don't have a I don't have a blue check. And uh, first of all, I always thought it was a little fruity, to be honest. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm qualified or whatever it is. I'm verified. It's like so I thought I just thought it was a little fake. And uh, and then I realized, like I said, if I were to get one of those blue badges, Devin Nunes is going to kill me. 
Um, so I, I, I can't do it. That's what's kept me out of it. And when I saw that Dan Boncino, who has nearly 5 million followers, when Dan was showing how much money he made, I guess it was last month, something like $600. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. There are people, there are people with fewer followers than I have who are making something like $600. So Dan posted that, uh, posted that on, uh, X. And, um, you know, he's asking questions why, and he's right to ask why. I have to say, it's not just about Dan Bongino. You know, Devin, I'm hearing from a lot of other people, uh, and I know that you, you know, that you're not on Twitter, but you you follow some of the times what's going on. Um, and uh, there are a lot of conservatives on there who have argued fairly convincingly that they're still being shadow banned, that their engagement levels, um, you know, ha- have, have been, uh, you know, have been pushed down. And- and look, I, I, I have to say, I, I, you know, I don't know that much about Elon Musk, but I think his heart's probably in the right place. But as I've written before, and as you and I have talked about before, he's really up against it. He's taken on a lot of people and there's no one knows, uh, no one knows better than you do about the different forces that are involved here. So heading into the 2024 election, as you and I have said before, if people want to make sure not just that they're getting engagement, but that they're getting important information, there's a lot of pressure on Elon Musk. We don't know what's going to happen with X. We don't know what's going to happen with Twitter. Got to be on Truth Social. Got to be on Rumble. Look, there's nothing wrong with being on a whole bunch of different platforms, but this is an election. You already hear everyone talking about it. And uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to stay informed and you're going to have to find out what's going on in the world. Something that I heard today which was wild that totally makes sense is that it's only on social media like, like Truth Social and also Twitter's got it too, but the stuff that's going on on the border. And uh, my sense well, is that there's a lot of mainstream immediate coverage of what's happening on the Texas border right now. What's hap- Not only what's happening in the Texas uh, border, but in the governor's, uh, governor's mansion in Austin and coming out of the White House. So yeah, and we'll get to all that. And I do want to go, I'm going to go right to the chat though, in the Rumble chats, because somebody okay. just pointed out that I wasn't paying any attention to you, Lee, because I was on my phone. Now, but you never pay any attention. You've I, never, but that's, I didn't notice. You never pay attention to me. So it's fine. Well, well I, was, I was on the phone, but I was actually just looking up. I was trying to figure out how many followers Dan Bongino has on True Social. Uh, and ah. it's 2.7 million, 2.7 wow. million. That's what I was looking for. So, and, wow. and, you know, look with us, we, you know, we, we always have people, uh, you know, trying to make fake accounts, but you know, we, we've got a clean platform and, uh, and not a lot of bots. And I think that's one of the challenges that, uh, that Twitter has is that it just has a lot of right. bots and they've been un- unable to get rid of them. You know? Um, Yes, that's one challenge they have. Another challenge they have is they're going to be attacked. Look, as, as um, I don't know if you've spoken with a guy, but is is a is a really good on social media stuff. Mike Benz, do you know who this is? Have you spoken? Oh yeah, with yeah, Mike? yeah. He's yeah, he's on uh, True Social. I've seen some of the stuff that he posts. Yeah. Oh good. Has he come on yet? Has he come on your show? No, no, I don't. No, he hasn't. I don't. I, I don't know him. I I I really I strongly suggest that you. Um, that the two of you speak and in front of, uh, you know, in front of your, your great audience, because Mike mm-hmm. follows this stuff very, very closely. And one of the things, Mike has a lot of funny phrases for stuff, but what he talks about is the transatlantic flank attack. And what he means by this is that because of the constitution, because of our first amendment rights, uh, U S intelligence services 
the government, the State Department cannot go directly to places like Twitter or Facebook and ask them to be censored. What they'll do instead is they will go to the Europeans and they will encourage the Europeans to censor stuff on social media. And with that, the American um, the American companies feel that they have little choice but to follow along because if Elon Musk were to lose his, uh, you know, lose the European part of it, he'd be in an enormous amount of trouble. So this is one of the things that we're starting to see in motion as well. So it's not just bots. People are still attacking these social media companies, even when people like Elon Musk, who appear to have really good intentions, uh, at yeah, least then, when it comes then- to you know, free speech. Chris, uh, the CEO of Rumble, Chris Pavlosky, was actually yeah. commenting, put it out on True Social and on X, that there was a you know another important thing is that you know Twitter has implemented this crazy deal with community notes, which as you know, if it, it's all on who's drafting the community notes, and right. you know, I think the you know the reason I mean you, you don't see people you know myself and many other conservatives, obviously the most important important one, the largest one is Donald Trump. You know, why would we ever go back to over to a platform where we're going to have a bunch of left wingers telling people what's right. false or what's not false? I mean, I, I, you know, right. we're not going ever going back to that. I mean, we hope someday maybe Twitter will be blowing open, blowing a, you know wide right. open, and be a true free free speech platform. Um, you know, but in, until then, um, you know, it's just guys like me just aren't aren't going to post on there. And um, well, I- and look, we have then you have Meta, of course, that's trying to take on directly. I, and not a, a lot of people are talking about about Facebook, but it appears like their uh, little Twitter clone um, has failed. Though I don't hear anyone talking mm-hmm. about it, I don't I don't see any links uh, to it. Right. Um, so I even forgot it. You know, it was so. Uh, I think it's it's so bad that I don't even know the name of it. I don't. Oh, know. I don't know. Threads. I, I know. Threads. So, yeah, what is it? Evidently, you're not on Threads either, Lee. Threads? No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's. So. So since we're on the top of Elon Musk, um, I do want to talk about electric vehicles. I saw that um, over 100 Republicans uh, asked the Biden administration to get rid of this uh, ridiculous um, electric vehicle mandate. Also Hmm. uh, noticed that that every time I go to rent a car when I'm traveling around, uh, they always try to give me an electric vehicle. Really? The last thing I want is an electric vehicle. They're like, oh, congratulations. Right. You have an electric vehicle this week. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'll yeah. take the gas vehicle. Yeah. I'll take um, I'll take I'll take the golf cart. Yes. That's yeah. right. But but I think that's that's you know something too that you don't see. You see that a lot of these the, the rental companies are getting away from these electric vehicles. They don't go yeah. as far. They're you know, it's it's hard to find charging stations and uh, just the fact that you know, in, in harsh weather and harsh climate, they, they just don't work. And I mean, I remember, you know, almost God, tw- almost 20 years ago now in Congress with the Democrats, I can't, when they were in, in control in the mid two thousands under Obama, they were bragging how, you know, this was going to be the end all be all. We're going to invest billions and billions uh, into making batteries. These batteries were going to go forever. And Anyway, here we are in the batteries. You know, I talked to a guy last night, gave me a ride in an Uber uh, who was driving a Tesla. He has he was excited wow. because the latest Tesla that he has, he can go 300 miles in normal weather conditions, which was up right. from a little over 200 in his old one. 
Yeah, I was I was in a Tesla for the first time about a week ago uh, down here uh, in an Uber as well. And I asked the guy, I said, wow, this is a Tesla, man. This is, uh, do you like it? He's like, oh yeah, it's great. And, you know, we're on the coast here, South Carolina. We get insane amounts of rain. And I said, so you really like it? He's like, oh yeah, really fast, great pickup. I'm like, well, what about the weather? He's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't take it out when it's raining. I've seen these things. I've seen these things go up in flames. I'm like, I, okay. I mean, w- w- the, the car, you, you and uh, some of our other friends made fun of me. So I got a Subaru, but I mean, people drive the Subaru around here because it's high up and what, you know, you can get through the rain, you can get through the enormous, you can get through the flooding that we get regularly here. Like, so what do these guys do with a Tesla? And I see all these Teslas in my neighborhood. I'm like, what are they thinking? So I think a big thing is that consumers are responding by, by giving a big raspberry and saying, no, we don't want these electric vehicles, right? Something like Ford, Ford got stuck with, 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 with like 20,000 or 30,000 of the, uh, the 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 F-150, the, the the EV version. Yeah, and I saw that someone else was laying off 70% of its workforce on the electric vehicle. So they can mandate this as much as they want. But I mean, if people aren't buying them and if the companies aren't making them, what are they going to do? You know, how, how are they going to force this down people's throats? Yeah. they're Well, they're not. That's the answer. They're not going to be able right. to. And, and, the, and it's not happening. I mean, I... A uh, friend of mine in California bought one of those fancy Ford trucks. I don't know, I think they're called a Lightning oh, or something. Really? Yeah, and he was all excited because he was right, going to light. leave the the valley where the San Joaquin Valley, where I'm from, as you yeah. know, you've been there, and go south through Bakersfield up the up the Grapevine. Hmm. And well, by the time he made it to Bakersfield, which is like an hour from me or from you know where I live, and then he went up the Grapevine. He was he was out of juice because it's a you know steep incline and he had to and then he couldn't find a place to charge it and then the charger he Oof. did find took him forever. Um, so anyway, he took like a what would be a probably a five hour trip to San Diego turned yeah. into an all all day event for him. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I have to say though that the response of the American consumers and the companies because one. of because well, you and I have been talking about this for I don't know almost a decade now, but the irrationality of of uh, so much of our ruling class, the 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 pathologies, the psychopathy, right? These people are nuts. And so one of the things that we like seeing is when when things are normal, um, when people have normal responses, not pathological responses. When people Say, okay, well, I guess Americans are not going to eat bugs like the way they want us to. We're going to have steak. Uh, We're going to have tri-tips. We're not going to drive EVs. So I'm always very encouraged to see this. And it's a great thing to know that um, the American public is normal. The American American electorate is normal. It's the people who are running the show who are lunatics. Yeah, some of us, some some are normal, but I think... You know, including us, maybe Lee. A large part of the country. Yeah. Okay. So look, this border, uh, border crisis, wide open border, total invasion going on. We've talked about it a lot on my show over the past uh, years. Um, We're at a whole new level now um, that I think is getting us close to a real divide in the country. The divide has been happening between red and blue states. Uh, The cities, the big cities become blue and, you know, bluer and bluer. They all of a sudden decide they don't like they don't you know even though they've asked for it they're sanctuary cities right. and so 
Uh, you've got uh, the, the the state of Texas has been sending uh, these uh, migrants uh, into into these cities. At first, they were welcoming them, putting them up in hotels, and now none of them want them. And now the resident, the local residents, are are rebelling. Uh, but the state of Texas said, "Look, you're the federal government's not enforcing the law." We are going to try to enforce the law because we have an all-out invasion occurring at our border. Right. Um, and so there was a you know, dispute that ended up in the Supreme Court. And, um, you know, you would hope that that you know, I think the hope was and I, you know, and I'm not technical on, the, you know, on this legal ruling. Um, but I think there's a lot of disappointment with uh, Roberts and Comey Barrett yeah. uh, voting with the Democrats um, right. that that ruled that Texas could not do what they're doing. And the state of Texas, as of, I think this morning said, you know, basically screw you, you're not enforcing the law right. and we're going right. to enforce the law. Now you've had some 25 Republican governors who have come out in support of governor Abbott in Texas. So Lee, this, I mean, I hate to use this term, but I mean, these are the types of decisions and implementation of things that, lead to a civil war where you have a divided country and you know i hate to say that but you know i'm hoping that the the supreme court needs to be the only level head because clearly the politics have become so um you know so one-dimensional in terms of the left wing being extreme extremely left um you've had it even reach the court you know the courts with all the stuff that you see going on with 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 donald trump um, clearly, I mean, nobody's chronicled it more than you than the corruption at the DOJ and the FBI, and that keeps getting worse. So, you would hope that the Supreme Court would step in nine zero and say, "Okay, we're not. None of this stuff's happening." But this is a decision they didn't do that on. Uh, they have a big decision coming up as to whether or not they're going to let Trump stay on the ballot as it relates to the the Colorado decision. Um, and really, we're down to the Supreme Court. It's the last kind of place where things can settle out. Stay calm, follow yeah. the law, and bring back some normalcy and decency to this to this country. Um, but right. this was not a decision that did that. This is going to lead. This is leading to more chaos. And I think this is. I've not seen anything anything like this in in my time uh, following American politics. Well, it's a it's a. Uh, I mean, you're right that that's that's the way a lot of us feel that the Supreme Court is kind of like the last. Um, the the last barrier, but it's a shame we shouldn't be feeling like that because we should be able to get things done uh, legislatively. We should be able to vote for our officials uh, who go to Washington or state officials, and they actually represent us. And I think if if people on the right, uh, conservatives, Republicans, are counting on the Supreme Court, uh, we're in trouble, right? Because all all it takes is for them to. To, to move a few people out of place and to move a few other people in place and there's nothing. So that's why I think it's our, our, our elected officials are still our representatives, are still the heart of the country. We just can't depend on the Supreme Court. No matter, as, as we learned this week, uh, no, even though it's uh, nominally a six to three uh, conservative majority, we cannot depend on them. So um, that's, that, 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 that's, it's very important for us to recognize this. I hope what happens w- with the Texas issue is I hope not that Biden comes to his senses because I think that's highly unlikely. I think that and, and I, you know, I, I, I look to you to explain this, um, whether he will be reined in politically 
whether he will find that he will have no choice but to finally close the borders. I mean, we know he's responding now. I think that they just um, they just decided to um, revoke licenses for an LNG terminal. I think that was in uh, Texas. I, I may be wrong. I just glimpsed this quickly before I before I joined you. But I'm curious to know if there's a way that Biden will be hemmed in by the politics. Another thing is, I'm curious to know why Abbott, why Governor Abbott decided to move now. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad he did. I'm not going to sell him short and say, oh, it's just politics. It's too late. I'm thankful he finally moved, and I'm thankful that 25. Uh, red state governors jumped on board. But what's your sense of that? Why did Abbott move now? And is there a chance that Biden well, recognizes a lose? And look, this is where it you know comes dangerous. I'm, you know, running, you know, true social, you know, obviously we're building features and, right. and, and doing a lot of things over here. So I'm not following this as closely, but this is why it's so important to have the chat. So, you know, if you're watching live mm -hmm. on Rumble, folks in the chat have pointed this out that it was an injunction, not a decision, which which mm -hmm. I understand. And so maybe that there's some the differences there as to what how Abbott can move around it. But, you know, look, this isn't we've seen the Biden administration and Obama before that time and time again, just ignore a precedent that was set by the court. So I'm guessing this is maybe headed for another another showdown. And meanwhile, you have Democratic politicians who are calling for the takeover of the right. National Guard. Uh, of of Texas and and other states, it'll be interesting. I think that be interesting to see, and I don't know if this has happened yet. Is will I know some of the other states have sent National Guard to help Texas. I don't know if that's going to increase now or not. Yeah, I think I think Arkansas has sent uh, troops there. I think Tennessee has. I just saw that our governor McMaster here in South Carolina said that for several months he's been doing that. So I mean that that that. That could be very impressive and it could be very formidable. Look, I, I, I don't I me personally, I don't really think that this will lead to civil uh, civil war. I mean, the other argument is we're already in the midst of a cold civil war right now. I actually think that's where we've been for a while. And I, I don't know if this leads to violence. Certainly, I'm hopeful it does not lead to any sort of violence. But I, I, I'm, I'm glad to have this conflict now out in public. I'm glad to see red state governors step up in, in a limited fashion at this point, but step up in any case and say, yeah, okay, I'm with Texas. We're all with Texas. All of us red state governors are with Texas. Th that's a good thing. And I'm excited to see how this develops. Again, I, I, I certainly hope it will not lead to violence. I don't really believe it will. But again, I'm curious, will there be a point where Biden says, okay, I have no choice. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm cornered here heading into my own election year. I've got to uh, I guess I've got to shut down the border because it's not just these fanatics in the red states, uh, the deplorables. It's my own. Uh, it's my own people in Washington, New York and Chicago. They're losing their minds with the hundreds of thousands of people um, that, that, that that I've ushered into the country. So that's, yeah. that's well, look, my you, you know, you know, you lived in the Middle East uh, for a long time. You even wrote a book on the subject. Um, this is another challenge that this isn't just your 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 20 years ago, 30 years ago, um, people who are coming across the border to um, to make a better life for themselves. You now have, I think, some 180 different countries that are represented, including yeah. people who want to kill us and do harm right. to to our way of life, to the to the Western world. 
uh, and you've seen I've seen numerous um, former uh, intelligence and military folks come out and have been talking about this very yeah. subject that that it's becoming a dangerous place. And, and you're, uh, you know, you, one of one of your favorite guys, Chris Ray, uh, the leader of the illustrious yeah. FBI, uh, yeah. even had to admit, I don't know, belatedly admitted that it's becoming more and more dangerous. And, um, you know, we we had on this show, we broke this wide open on this show with uh, uh, with Michael Yan, who was down in the Darien mm. Gap. And, oh, and he yeah. was saying, look, there's all these Chinese here. And I'm saying, what? You know, yeah. really Chinese. And like, yeah, and he put them up on the screen. And sure enough, he pl right. played some video of it. And then everybody's like, wow, there's now Chinese military age Chinese men that are across the border. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they knew that was going to yeah. happen. Do so you see the guy? Yeah. There was someone on. There was someone on social media. I saw some guy who wised off. Uh, he said, oh, "You don't know who I am, but wait, you will find out who I am." And as it, some people did some research on social social media, of course, our our friends who do who do all that detective work on on Twitter, and uh, it appears that this guy was in an Azerbaijani uh, prison because he's a terrorist. And now he's crossing our border. Um, and it's been obvious from the very beginning because, of, of, of course, any any American adversary, including states like China, like Russia, like Iran, as well as terrorist groups, right, they're going to seed their people in here as much as they possibly can, right? And th th there are cities, there are towns across America like Dearborn, Michigan that are dominated by Hezbollah supporters. These people will obviously blend into the population very easily and they'll find support here as well. So right, what Joe Biden has done is not just um, is not just to depress uh, American wages and not just to flood the country with future Democratic Party clients. It's to import militias as well and to endanger Americans, not only with felons, but with terrorists and with intelligence operatives from hostile nations. So thank goodness um, FBI Director Christopher Wray finally admitted what everyone has known since Biden decided to open the border. Maybe when him and his uh, people aren't chasing around Donald Trump and Republicans right. all over the Maybe country, at a certain point, I wonder, maybe young. Christopher Wray will say, maybe he'll admit, okay, yeah, you know, these guys, James Comey, they were spying on Donald Trump. Who knows? It's a magical time in America. If Christopher Ray is acknowledging that having open borders is dangerous, who knows what else he'll admit next? Yeah, don't don't count on that. So uh, we're talking about <laughs> Lee Smith. You can follow Matt Lee Smith on True Social. He's also uh, wrote several best-selling books, including The Plot Against the President, uh, that chronicled the Russia hoax uh, closely. Um, but uh, Lee, you. Um, uh, you've, as I just said, you have lived in. Uh, the Middle East, uh, you've, you you know that subject very, very well. And I was uh, talking to someone earlier this week about uh, that's in uh, deals with bringing products all over, really relies on bringing mm. products from all over the world to make things that, that he then sells in the United States, uh, raw materials uh, specifically. Yeah. Um, and he you know was mentioning that just in the last, since all of this, these shenanigans have started over the last couple of months, Already, shipping costs have went up two or three x, yeah. and you know this has real ramifications. And you know, last month I think in December I said, "What the hell is the you know what are we what the hell do we have a U.S. Navy for uh, right. if we can't even keep the seas open?" Which was the original 
the purpose of the Navy uh, was to protect our seashores and to make sure that we could get U.S. products uh, around the globe. Um, So, uh, you know, I think eventually it got so bad that finally Biden had to do something. And and per usual, it was, I think, done half ass, um, which is what it looks like to me. Um, but let's say, let's, uh, first of all, I want to, let's go to a Sky News report and then we'll get you to comment mm. on it. Um, okay. We're going to watch that here in just a second. I'll have a comment on it. This would be the second major wave of airstrikes by the Americans and British, assuming that that is who's behind this. Um, since, uh, well, it's been, what, just over a week now since they carried out that first wave of airstrikes against about 60 targets in Yemen. The Americans have, uh, in, in between time, have carried out a couple of limited strikes, but nothing uh, on this kind of scale. The Americans and the British, well, they carried out those airstrikes initially as a first uh, sort of punch on the nose to the Houthis in Yemen to try and stop them from carrying out uh, attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. I don't think anybody believed that that was going to be effective enough. And I think the Americans and the British knew that they might be drawn into this uh, even deeper still. And I think tonight's attacks, assuming that it is confirmed that it is the Americans and British behind it, just goes to show that uh, both the Houthi attacks on Red Sea shipping is continuing, but uh, very much that Washington and London are being pulled into something that could be much, much longer than they really want it to be. So Lee, did the, have these strikes, have they stopped the Houthis yet? No, of course not. Uh, and the, the, the key is this, there was a, I believe it was yesterday though. It may have been this morning. Um, the, the Chinese, I believe it was the Chinese foreign ministry, the report saying the Chinese have asked the Iranians to rein in the Houthis, uh, and to stop their piracy, not just, they're not just pirates. They have missiles, right? They, they, they have real arms out there. It's Iran. The Biden administration will have to go to Iran to deal with this, whether this is through some sort of negotiation, um, some sort of combination of carrots and sticks. Though, of course, as Donald Trump demonstrated quite clearly what the Iranians understand, um, they understand sticks much better than carrots. But the Houthis are just an Iranian asset, right? I mean, this is, if you look at Iran's assets across the world, and especially in the Middle East, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis, uh, different groups in Iraq as well, the Shia militias in Iraq, these are all controlled by the Iranians. Excuse me. I always sneeze whenever I say the word Tehran. But that's the key. If the Biden administration does not go hard on Iran, this is going to continue. Right. You look at how the Biden administration has tried to conceal Iran's role in the October 7th massacre. Right. Hamas's massacre of Israeli as well as Americans. Remember, we often forget there were 30, at least 30 Americans who were killed and dozens more were kidnapped. And there's still there's still six Americans. There's still six Americans that are being held hostage and. Can you That's imagine right. if if six Americans were being held hostage anywhere and Donald Trump was was right. the president? Uh, this would yes, be I, front I, page nonstop. What's Trump doing? He's left Americans alone, and and you know we don't seem to be doing anything to get these Americans out. You know, you know how I I like to think how Donald Trump would treat this. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, if, if nothing else, Donald Trump killed Qasem Soleimani 
that was that was removing a very bad person from humanity, right? I would like to think that Donald Trump would understand the issue here. Go to Iran and show Iran you mean business, right? What the what the Biden administration is doing right now is they're praising the efforts of Qatar, right, for helping get hostages out. Qatar is not doing this uh, because it's the right thing. Qatar is trying to bolster its regional prestige. Qatar is again. Uh, an asset of the Iranians. Qatar is a part of Iran's hostage-taking industry. The Biden administration is doing their very best to conceal all of this because, incredibly, they still want to make a deal with the Iranians. They still perceive the Iranians as an ally rather than an adversary. Even after all of this, even after the Iranians uh, are directing the Houthis to go after global shipping lanes, the Biden administration still wants to play nicely, still wants to appease Iran. That's shocking. And don't forget, you have to always remind people because history moves so quickly and there's so much being thrown at us with so, so many um, bad decisions that have been made that it was the Biden administration who came in, took the Houthis in Yemen off the terrorist list, that's right. And then also stop the sanctions against Iran. That's right. Yeah. And here we are, you know, three years later. I mean, it's it's hardly surprising. This is how they acted with with Obama. Remember, after the nuclear deal was signed, the Iranians look at that. Look at that picture. Wow. The Iranians took hostage uh, American sailors. And what was John set then Secretary of State John Kerry's line? Well, thank goodness. Now we have someone to talk to. They took American sailors. And, and that's what you're grateful for, that you can talk to the Iranians now after you legalize their nuclear weapons program. Yeah, um, I have a qu I have a question for you regarding Biden, because we've talked about this. We've talked about it's, this a bit. It's my show, but it's true social. So anything goes here. So you can take over right. the show if you, you know, just fire I'm, away. I'm not, I'm not I'm not taking over. We're going after Biden. And the and the title of the show is Biden fiddling. Uh, not just while Rome burned, but with the entire world. And so my question well, let's, for you is... Actually, before we go into Biden, let's play. I've okay. got two clips of Biden. We're going to play two clips of of, of this week in Biden. Let's, uh, okay. let's play both these clips. Wow, what a great idea for a segment. This week in Biden. Twib. The airstrikes in Yemen working. Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. <laughs> All right, there's one, yeah. but we've got another. We've got another clip of Biden. It's the beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Okay, Lee, what 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 just happened? Can you explain? The last you, one I love. Can you translate? The last one I. The last one I love because the first time I saw that clip, I'm like, did they, did someone add a laugh track? That that. It looks like they made that into a scene from like a nineteen ninety from from a nineteen nineties TV sitcom or something like that. I'm like that that that, that that's got to be a fake laugh track there. But maybe people were just laughing along because he's lovable, lovable, lovable lunch bail Joe Biden. I have I have no idea what was going on. It made me think of the different uh, the different breweries in in your area and those fun places. But that didn't look like a fun scene at all. <laughs> no, I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, you had this week, though, that uh, that that Biden 
uh, his the team Obama, which I believe has been trying to get Biden out, um, mm. trying to get him out of the race. They, they've been unable to. So now you had several se- senior uh, officials, kind of a Obama people. Now they've moved over to the campaign. They're starting to um, uh, I, I don't know. I think they're starting to see that that no matter how powerful and prestigious Obama uh, thinks he is and team Obama, they have, they have one problem that they never had a solution for. And that is once they crown Biden president and give him the power, they have yeah. no way to take that title away. So no matter how, uh, how yeah. kind of incompetent that he is and whether or not he knows what's actually going on, the wife and the family around him are not letting him leave. And of course right. they got the other problem that this you know is now coming out of the fake news is finally reporting on it, that, it was Obama who picked Kamala Harris. Wow. You heard that here on right. my show you know, years ago when that first happened. Right. It was Obama who picked Harris. But that's been a disaster for Obama. So Obama's having this is all over Obama. And I think he doesn't know exactly what to do. And sometimes they they, they run Michelle Obama out there like she's going to be right. the candidate like a, as a like almost like a, a test run. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they like their home. And I don't know. They got what one in California, one in. One in uh, Martha's Hawaii, Vineyard, Cape Cod, yeah. and now a, a new one in, in Hawaii. That's right, Martha's Vineyard. Right, yeah. So that that they've, they've got you know that and and Washington still. Well, that was my question because we've talked about this before, and I was always of the opinion that Joe Biden w- is the candidate. That you know, and um, and and the reason I thought you you, you touched on it a bit before is right. There's no way that Jill Biden was going to let them run her out of the White House. Until she got all of the cutlery and all of the China. There's there's no way. She's going to collect everything from there. Four years is not enough to steal everything she possibly can and get everything she can out of the White House. She wanted another four years. And the other thing was that they knew who Joe Biden was in 2020. Now, maybe he's gotten worse, but he was pretty bad in 2022. And, and also, I thought that he accomplished a lot of important things for them, like opening the borders like um, well, things we've talked about, like all the money he, he uh, you know, earmarked for, uh, for, for climate change infrastructure. So I've been of the opinion for a while, I, nope, Joe Biden's going to be the candidate again. But you think now it's pretty clear that, uh, that he is the candidate. There's no way of getting well, him out. There, well, he's clearly not leaving, right? I think they were trying yeah. to get him to leave, but he's clearly not leaving. Right. So now it's, you know, once that this process took 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 off the primary season and they're basically, you know, fixing all the elections because Biden's not, uh, you know, not on the ballot. They're not even they're not even having an election. They've already crowned him that he's the Democratic nominee, which is why you saw RFK of the former con- or the current congressman from Minnesota who's out there trying to run. And I don't know, he stopped by a, a, a Trump rally Trump in New rally. Hampshire. Yeah. Last week, he said, "I like these um, MAGA people. They're really nice. They're okay." Yeah, yeah. yeah he must be. I think sweet. he's trying to maybe run for governor of Minnesota. I don't. I, I don't know. He yeah. seems like a um, kind of a crazy kamikaze mission to run yeah. for president yeah. as a Democrat. You're walking away. I'm assuming he's leaving right. the house. I don't even. I don't even know. Right. I didn't know him when I was there. But, um, but look, they're not. They, you know, for all the people, let's talk about democracy. We have to have free and fair elections. And the reality is, no, they're not having any election on the left. The Democrats are not right. having an election. Biden's not having an election. So what they're, you know, if Biden even makes it, 
through um, physically, mentally, you know, health-wise. Um, look, I think there'll be another final push if, if Trump is still leading in the right. polls. Uh, come after, you know, around the time of the convention, the Democratic convention in the summer, ironically, it's going to be in Chicago. They will try, they're going to try to make a move. They're, they're, every day they're trying to make a move uh, to, to get rid of them. Uh, but luckily, I'm, they're just having trouble getting them out. We'll, we'll never know, as you're suggesting, if Joe Biden, you know, really kind of falters. We'll never know um, if Joe Biden even dies on the campaign trail. They'll conceal that from us and they'll, you know, they can do incredible things. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of movie viewers out there in the audience. We've all seen the kind of magical stuff that CGI can do. I, I understand that there's a team at Disney that's already on it, um, that they've, they've broken off one of the DEI teams and they're calling it the, uh, you know, team, um, team donkey. And, you know, yeah. it's that, so there we, we're not going to know about Joe Biden's health, maybe for another another hundred years, what happened during this period, at what point Joe Biden, but uh, Joe Biden passed away. Um, yeah, he may, he may have already passed away. Just for all, for all the freaks out there that are, yeah. that, you know, Lee Smith is joking. It's just yeah. a joke. Most, don't want the fake mostly. news, fake news yeah. attacking <laughs> Lee Smith that he says Biden's actually not alive, but I've, that is a great, that's a great segue. Again, Do we know we just like yeah. we like to move to, you know, this is going to be yeah. our final topic of today. OK, um, because we do have a very high ranked official secretary of defense mm. who ah. did disappear um, <laughs> and nobody knew where he was for like a week, <laughs> including the president of the United States. And meanwhile, we got mil and we, and, and we have military operations going on. All over the world, right. there it is. Where's Where's Lloyd Austin? Nobody, nobody yeah. knows. You can, for those of you listening on audio, if we're watching on Rumble, you can see it. Uh, but it's a picture of, of says Where's Lloyd Austin? But I uh, want to play uh, first here uh, the nine nine eleven call or nine one one call um, that reveals uh, Austin was trying to get an ambulance. So let's play that now. 911 call made before Lloyd Austin's secret hospitalization has just been released. It was made by one of Austin's aides who asked first responders to be discreet when arriving at the defense secretary's home. Take a listen. Fairfax County 911, where is your emergency? Uh, yes, ma'am. It is. So my name is, and I work for, and I am requesting an ambulance to be taken. Can I can I ask? Like, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, we're trying to mm -hmm. remain a, a little subtle. The defense secretary spent two weeks in the hospital, where he was reportedly treated for complications from a surgery for prostate cancer. Conspiracy. That is the definition of conspiracy. They were trying to keep it. I mean, what more do you have? From the time that he was went to the hospital. They conspired to cover it up and hide it from the American people and everyone. And a I don't subtle know whose idea that was a subtle ambulance. Well, you know what they're going to do now. I, I would imagine that the Pentagon has now gone to Boeing uh, or one of the, or one of the other contractors and said, you know, as it turns out, we'd like to we'd like you to use the stealth technology to build us a stealth ambulance, a subtle ambulance. Who are these people? They're absolute lunatics. But look, that, well, that, that Lee, whole Lee, they are they are lunatics. But the, yes. you know, but this is the Secretary of Defense. There are yes. protocols and procedures in place. You have men and women in danger all over this world on behalf of the United States, our, our military, 
And this is not how the chain of command is supposed to work. If there's if somebody steps out of the chain of command because you're because you're incapacitated in some in some way, somebody else has to take your place. I mean, that's what keeps the military strong and our capabilities strong. And that didn't happen. They purposely went outside the chain of command to hide this from the American people and supposedly even Biden himself. There is an Iranian spy ring working out of the Pentagon. The chief of staff, we've talked about this before, the chief of staff to the, uh, the assistant secretary for special operations which includes hostage negotiations. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Cash Patel could tell us exactly what that office does. But they have, an, they have a woman there who is a member of an Iranian spy ring. So that, that for me is, is the base level. That's the foundation. When we're talking about that, that that's operating out of the Pentagon, nothing this administration does surprises me at all. The idea that Lloyd Austin somehow uh, had broken the chain of command while uh, dis- while dismay while dismaying um, in any other administration for the Biden White House doesn't surprise me in the least. I wish it did. I wish I believed that these people were normal. But again, all the evidence has pointed to the fact they're not. Look, remember who's really out of commission here. We've talked about this a lot. Joe Biden. Right. Who is running the White House? What's going on? Yeah. Who are the different people? Well, you Look have at all the Obama people who are in the Biden White House. Right? So you have. We played that clip earlier that? of Biden in Wisconsin where he's you can't even understand what he's saying. Right. Uh, and then no. Does anyone know where uh, Kamala Harris is, the vice president? I mean, she's no one knows where she's at. Uh, and then, of course, now you have the secretary of defense. No one knows uh, where he is. He is either. What about Pete Buttigieg? Everyone is talking about all the different catastrophes that are happening in the air, the near catastrophes. And where has Pete Buttigieg been on all this? The department, the the, the secretary of transportation is on vacation all the time, too. None of these people are doing their jobs. They think their whole job is about DEI. That's what they're doing. None of this is about none of this is about advancing American peace and prosperity. None of it's about American national security. None of it's about running the country right. They're all reckless fanatics from the top on down and the people in the shadows to the people out front. It's, it, it, um, it, it, it's a terrible thing for this country. I want to play uh, one last uh, clip of the House Armed Services Committee, and we'll get you to comment on it here, Lee. House lawmakers are looking to hear directly from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin about why he didn't send a notification of his recent hospitalization. The House Armed Services Committee has asked Austin to testify in person before the panel on February 14th. The chair of the panel, Mike Rogers, wrote in a letter, quote, Congress must understand what happened and who made decisions to prevent the disclosure of the whereabouts of a cabinet secretary, unquote. Austin and the Pentagon have been under intense scrutiny after a failure to quickly notify the White House or Congress that the secretary was hospitalized on New Year's Day. Austin was admitted to Walter Reed Medical Cent- Military Medical Center following complications from a prostate cancer procedure in December. Yeah. So we were first told it was a normal procedure, but it clearly yeah. was not a normal procedure being that he had to call an ambulance, a stealth ambulance, yeah. as Lee says, to stealth come and ambulance. pick him up. 
And that was actually courtesy of the uh, Epoch Times, where I should say uh, Lee has his uh, show on the Epoch Times yes. um, that you can watch. It's called, what is it called again? Well, Words that uh, matter. We've got a new show. You got to come on. Now the show's about books. You have to come on and you have to talk about a book that you really like and you think is important. It can be an old book, a new book. Um, so did you, did you a, retire? Did you retire over the target with Lee Smith? Is that now well, no more episodes for, there? For right now, we've we've paused it. It's gone into stealth mode. Um, so the <laughs> big the big show is the, the Lloyd the same Austin place ambulance. Lloyd Austin ambulance, and the same place. But words that matter. It's a great show. We're having a lot of fun this week. I interviewed a country music star named Ray Lynn. That was awesome. Um, look, that, that, that I'm I'm glad that the. Um, that they're calling Secretary of Austin to answer some questions. I just don't see they're going to get very far with that. I mean, they can, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll use it for clips on 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 Fox and and other networks. But I mean, what's going to happen? He's going to say, "I, you're right, you're right. It was a breakdown in the chain of command, and I know, having commanded men in battle, that that's a dangerous thing and a bad thing, and it will never happen again." And We've solved that problem, and now we've got a stealth ambulance. I, I just, yeah. I just don't see, I, I just don't see where it's going to go. And somebody's complaining, Lee, that why are you, why are you know, you're on Epic Times, but you're not on Rumble. Um, but that's uh, yeah, there's there's a reason for that. It's not that, that well, Epic Times is actually on True Social. They're they're prominently yeah. on True Social. They're also on Rumble. Uh, but Epic Times has a paywall. That's how they, you know, yes. they're very uh, one of the only successful. Uh, businesses out there that's uh, managed mm -hmm. to make it in terms of of doing reporting. They they have a paywall. Uh, you can follow Epic Times. You can join, and then you can watch uh, Lee's uh, show and many yeah. other shows and a lot of things that they 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 write. Um, well, so definitely, we, are, we I mean, do read the know. chats. See, we do read the chats, but see in the chats, Lee, yeah. Yeah. half the chats. Whenever we mention like you know anything about Obama, we get the you know then people start basically saying communist which that's fine but then yeah. they get into like expletives that i'm still trying to be a little bit of a family friendly show here. i know that i know we shouldn't go blue and that's but you know i'm not unsympathetic to the to the anger uh to the anger it's a, it's a it's a frustrating time anyway i want to say i love rumble of course i would love to i would love to do something on rumble and maybe at some point i'll figure out um how to do that um, because it's just a fantastic platform and all the people who are doing well over there, you know, uh, like Dan Bongino and it's just, you know, and Chris Pavlovsky, man, Chris is fighting, you know, he, he's, he's, Chris is out there fighting. He's, he's a warrior. So, yeah. um, but I, I hope people will watch the, the epoch show and words that matter. Again, it's about books. We try to give people some, not just politics, but we try to give them some background on what's going on in the news of the day. And, everything from children's books to history books and novels. So we're having a lot of fun. Well, Lee, I hate to uh, leave today because we're having a lot of fun. We've, you know, thank you. Everybody, there's like almost 3,500 people watching today, but any final right. words of, of wisdom of what you're watching, looking out for this week until we have you on, uh, I'm sure you'll be on next month at some point. Well, you know, I'm following the comms war. I'm always following the comms war because that's the big thing. You know, you and I have spoken about this and how is this going to shape the election? Actually, this this is important. I would really like um, viewers, and next time I got to find out how to get on the chat so I can watch it too. You guys have to fill me in how to get get on that. 
um, I, I really hope that um, viewers will be following what's going on because remember what they did in 2016. Remember what they did in 2020, right? To uh, to cheat Americans of their vote, to frame Donald Trump as a Russian asset, to dismiss uh, to dismiss the corrupt evidence of corruption in uh, what is now the first family is Russian disinformation. So we need people. We need support. We need help. People, whether it's scouring the press, whether it's scouring social media, the one that you and I talked about before is there was an article in NBC News talking about, you know, Trump the dictator and uh, the military is worried about Trump the dictator. That's something they're setting in place. So as viewers, uh, as people on Rumble are following what's going on, please chart it. Take the names, take the different outlets that are doing this because we need this information. We don't want to be we don't want to be caught off guard as the way lots of us were in 2020. They told us in 2020 what they were doing, right? They explained to us how they were going to do it. We all remember that famous Time magazine article when they said what they'd done. This was all in public. They're going to do the same thing in 2024. So that's it. Just the 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 work of your great audience. Uh, people on Rumble, people on Truth Social, people on Locals too. Please help us chart it, figure out what's going on. Look, you and I talked about how uh, how much the Russiagate corner on Twitter helped find out what was going on with Russiagate. We need that same kind of work right now heading into 2024. It's about the communications war, how Americans can uh, communicate with each other and learn what's garbage in the press and what's real, what's happening. So that's my last word. How's that? Well, Lee, thank you so much. And it's a, uh, it's wind down Friday here and I'm, I'm glad right. you enjoyed my wine. Not I, I probably had too much coffee. I was going to have a hard time winding down, but I'll, but I'll have a little, I'll have some Devin Nunes wine later. Well, luckily, thanks a lot uh, for, for being on the show. Thank you all. Sorry, we have to go. I got to get on Newsmax. I know everybody wants to stay oh. and, and, and watch, but I've, I got to do an interview on Chris Sacedo's show. Uh, typically, I do that on most Fridays. Uh, but oh. look, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. And I think we're going to have on Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Rumble. And don't forget oh. to go and rate, go and rate me. If you're listening to this podcast, please go and rate it. Uh, because all the haters go on. They don't even listen to my podcast, but please go and rate it. We'll feature it on the show. Um, if you if you do, if you are listening, give it five stars because it always drives the uh, left nuts. So you got to go pay homage to the Apple gods and hit five stars and put in a comment and we'll make sure that we put it up here on the screen. But Lee, thank you so much. Thank you, Devin. Have a great weekend. All right, Devin Nunes, we'll catch you next week.